Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pafone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Happy Lord's Day. I'm so glad to be with you to delve into one of the scriptures for today and to pray for one another. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments, and let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and are glad. Every Sunday is like a little Easter. Uh, we should be rejoicing in the victory of life over death. That's why being pro-life is such a joy because we know that we are working not just for victory, but from victory. So brothers and sisters, let's take encouragement today and let's turn to the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, this is the day that you have made. Your Son, Jesus Christ, is risen from the dead. He is Lord of the universe. He's Lord of our lives. He's Lord of all human life. He alone is Lord. And we put ourselves in his hands again today. We ask you, Lord, and enable us to understand and live the message of today's readings. Enable us to submit every thought to Christ and to love you with all our mind, as well as with our heart, soul, and strength. Lord God, bless us today with purification from sin. We repent, we realize what we've done is wrong when we have offended you by, by thought, word, or deed, or by omission. And today we embark anew on the road to repentance, which is also a joyful task. We thank you, Lord God, for all the opportunities you give us to bear witness to the kingdom of life. And we ask you now to bring us even closer together as we travel the path of salvation. We pray through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, the reading comes today from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way, and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so, brothers and sisters, loving God is also a matter of the mind. It's not just a matter of our choices, our heart, our emotions. It's a matter of our thinking. And there are many scriptures that reinforce this message here from Isaiah, which really goes to the foundation of why we love the Lord our God with our whole mind. In fact, Jesus says to us, let's go to that one, when he gives us the greatest commandment, Mark 12, verses uh, 30 to 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so we know the two greatest commandments. 
with all your mind. Here's what Isaiah is talking about. Because the Lord's mind is so far above ours. Look at the Beatitudes, for example. He turns upside down the thinking of the world. This is where Isaiah is saying, look, you have to recognize at the core of holiness, at the core of discipleship, at the core of worship, is to recognize the two simple truths that it's easy to say but challenging to live. Number one, there is a God. Number two, it is in me. Every person needs to be able to say that. We recognize that the Lord is the creator alone. We are the creature. He is infinite. We are limited. He is immortal. We are mortal, although he shares his immortality with us. He is all-knowing. We know very little. My thoughts are so high above your thoughts, he says, as the heavens are high above the earth. The beginning of wisdom is to realize that. Meditate on that. You know, I often in prayer think of myself as... As, as being just at the bottom of a gigantic globe and humbly knocking at it. A globe so much more big than, than me, bigger than the world, humbly knocking so much that we don't know. This is why we always have to be learners. You have one teacher, Christ said, all the rest are learners. And we must never get tired of, of learning. We must never lose our thirst for knowing more. His ways are so high above our ways. That is the root of obedience to Him. And that is the root of being willing to be transformed by Him so that we adhere in our minds to the truth He gives us. So the Beatitudes turns the thinking of the world upside down. I remember when Peter said to Jesus, Oh, God forbid, Lord, that you should ever go to the cross. And Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. And then what did he say? You're thinking not according to God's ways, but according to the ways of human beings. Let the scoundrel, Isaiah says, forsake his way, okay, the way of life. But a way of life is built on a way of thinking and believing. So let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked his thoughts. Now, this is a particular literary pattern where you say two things which are really saying the same thing and you use two different sets of words. The scoundrel forsaking his way and the wicked his thoughts, it's the same thing. Because those who are wicked are thinking certain thoughts first. You know, Dr. William Brennan, I often mention his book on this program. It's a book written years ago called Dehumanizing the Vulnerable, When Word Games Take Lives. And Applying it to the unborn in our day who are called a piece of tissue, a parasite, glob of tissue, non-human. This degrading, dehumanizing, disrespectful language has been applied to all kinds of other groups prior to oppressing them. It's been applied to women in the oppression of women. It's been applied to blacks. It's been applied to our Jewish brothers and sisters in the Holocaust. It's been applied to any group that has been oppressed, the bully in the schoolyard. In order to bully, he starts calling the person names. Language, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. You despise someone in your heart, you're going to speak badly about them. My thoughts are far above your thoughts. Blessed are the poor, blessed are the sorrowing, blessed are those who are persecuted. The scoundrel, the wicked, thinks the opposite thoughts. I need power. I need to assert myself. Freedom means my body, my choice. The scoundrel 
separates people, dismisses their value, looks down on people, filled with prejudice, filled with discrimination, considers certain people, like the unborn, to be just parasites, garbage, human waste. Let the scoundrel forsake his thoughts. There are several other scriptures that reinforce this. Let me just go to them. You've got Romans 12 talking about the renewal that we have to have in our mind. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. So we offer our bodies. And then he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. You know, when you, you read about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, many of them pertain to the mind. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Understanding things from God's perspective. Let the scoundrel forsake his thoughts. One of them is about the worth and value of human life. My thoughts are high above your thoughts. The tiniest baby, the most dependent child, the sick or the infirm, or the person unable to walk or talk. See the human dignity of these people. My thoughts are above your thoughts. The renewal of our mind, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom and understanding and knowledge, we're able to see things as God sees them and appreciate the value that these things really have, contrary to the appearances and doctrines of the world. As a man thinks, so he is. The book of Proverbs tells us in chapter 23, verse 7. As a man thinks, so he is is. And I've quoted for you from 2 Corinthians 10 in verse 5, take every thought, Paul tells us, into captivity to Christ. And this is essential not only for living the life of holiness, but for battling the evil one. Because what did Jesus say the devil was? A liar. It's the thinking of the evil one that gets us into trouble. You shall be like gods. Remember the scoundrel thinks, exalt yourself grab power. So to do battle against the evil one, who is a liar and a murderer, as Jesus tells us in John chapter 8, we have got to take on the mind of Christ, humble ourselves. He who humbles himself shall be exalted. That's the thinking of the Holy One, turning the world upside down, bringing our thoughts into captivity to Christ. How would you sum this all up? To go into battle against the liar, we have to do what we read in that very familiar passage in Galatians 6, take up the full armor of God. Now he talks about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, where are we uh, talking about, hold on a second, Ephesians 6, I'm sorry, Galatians 6, Ephesians 6, right? The breastplate of righteousness, the, 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 the gospel of peace, as shoes for our feet. But what is the first of the armor of God that Paul mentions in Ephesians 6? Because that ties into everything that we've been saying here so far about truth. Paul says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Why does he mention truth first? Because of everything we've been saying. It's the foundation of our belief, our conviction, 
our, our life of morality, because if human life is sacred, we're going to treat it that way. But we have to first understand, have the right idea. If we're going to humble ourselves in obedience to God's law, we have to have the idea of the Holy One, not the idea of the wicked one who says, I'm going to exalt myself. That's where fulfillment is. That's where happiness is, even if it means pushing somebody else out of the way. So Paul starts by talking about the belt. Now, first of all, looking at the Roman, the Roman soldiers' uh, weapons and armor, which we're, it's not our, and that's not an everyday experience for us, we have to understand that the belt that the Roman soldier wore was where he stored his weapons. So that becomes sort of like the, 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 the foundation for everything else. He's not going to be able to carry a weapon into warfare without the belt fastened around his waist. And it's our foundation of truth. Just as the belt fits snugly and surrounds the waist, so God's truth is to be held close, close to our body, close to our heart, close to our mind. And it's supposed to f- snugly embrace us. It's, it's got, we've got to be immersed in his truth so that it does what? It brings, like Paul said, every thought into captivity to Christ and therefore permeates every decision and every desire. So let the scoundrel forsake his thoughts because God's are higher than ours and that is the foundation of the Christian way of holiness. You know, one more thing in the battles of our current day, I've been saying, you've been hearing me say, but it's worth repeating. It's a battle against lies, isn't it? We take the truth of God and we say, yeah, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. Maybe we've arrived at the point where we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman because for 50 years we've been saying a baby's not a baby. The denial of the biological truth written on our, on our bodies as well as our souls, written into the universe. The denial of that truth that forms the basis of abortion is in fact, has in fact, blossomed into the, the poisonous fruit of denying that a man is a man or a woman is a woman. It's the same biological reality that tells you a baby is a baby. So let's embrace the truth of God once more. And let's wear that belt of truth and be fully armed with the armor of God for salvation. Let's pray. We come to you, Lord, with humble minds, open minds, minds ready to be fed by your word of truth, minds ready to understand the world and to understand ourselves according to that truth. Bless us, Lord God. We ask you to stop the destructive work of liars For example, those who are trying to say abortion is a fundamental right, those who are trying to say that it's essential for health care, that it's essential for constitutional rights and freedom, and therefore in places like Ohio and elsewhere are trying to advance this lie. It's an outright lie. Please give your people wisdom, Lord God, to see through these lies. Give them strength. Lord God, enable us to do more. Enable us to speak more. Enable us to see more. We ask you to 
Receive the prayers now of all those that are gathered here today. We have many prayer intentions, Lord God, and we lift them all up to you. We ask you to help us spread your truth to others. And as you answer our needs, may we serve each other with fervent spirit, starting with the youngest, the smallest, the least capable of defending themselves, the children in the womb. We pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, friends, a great joy to be with you. Follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. Are you connected with me on all the various platforms? If not, please go ahead and do that so that we can be even more capable of communicating and sharing the encouragement that comes from God's Word. Stay strong. Wear that belt of truth. Let us be together in prayer each day. Tell others about these programs, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.